This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Yeah, uh, it's great to be here. Um, I think this is, uh, you know, credit to the Alamo Bowl and all that they've done. Uh, this has been a great week for our players. Uh, I think that our, uh, you know, it's been an awesome experience. We've had good events. Great practice site. Um, um, you know, I think all in all, I think it's, you know, you get to this point of the week of getting ready to actually play the game, um, which is the fun part. You know, I know that we've put in a lot of work. Uh, I think our players have put in a lot of work, um, and we needed to. A great deal of respect uh, for the University of Washington, their football team, their program. They've got a great team. Um, we've... Uh, We've had to prepare hard and prepare well. And I think our kids have done that. I think our staff has done that. Um, and we've enjoyed the week. Uh, but now we're, we're at that point. I think everybody's ready to play the game. So excited about it. Looking forward to a great ball game tomorrow night. Coach DeBoer? Yeah, I think a lot of the same things uh, Coach Sark just mentioned. Um, uh, just, you know, tip of the hat to, to everyone here associated with the Alamo Bowl. Um, it's been, you know, what you hope. It's an awesome experience for your guys. Uh, you know they uh, they put in a lot of work throughout the season. It's a it's a great reward to be here. And uh, obviously, playing the game is going to be a uh, be you know the, the the final piece to it. And um, just everything from uh, the travel and the the uh, the times here with the events. Um, our guys have had a great time. So appreciate everyone who's put a lot of work into it. And uh, you know our guys have been working hard too. Uh, once they flipped on the film. Um, and started really diving into to Coach Sark and, and, and UT, um, their football program, um, understand what we're going to face, uh, we're going to face tomorrow night. Um, they knew they had to put the work in. And so they've been doing that, and we're excited uh, about the challenge that lies ahead. Coach Sark, Quinn said yesterday that uh, he thought he had it figured out after the Oklahoma game and that the Oklahoma State game was a kind of a moment where he needed to dig in. Have you seen him mature since that late October game a lot and especially over the course of these bowl practices to where he's doing a lot more things that aren't freshmen but more college football player? Yeah, I think so. I think one thing that is um, it's hard when you're a young player and you have some some instant success is that you think you do have it figured out. And um, there's a lot that goes into uh, playing quarterback uh, at this level. And whether it's on the field, off the field, um, you know, fighting through adversity, um, persevering through adversity. Um, and I think Quinn's had to do that. Um, he's kind of been um, exposed to a lot, the good and the bad, the, the, the tough times in game, the tough times off the field. I think it's forced maturity. Um, I think he's handled it really well. I think he's, he's represented the University of Texas really well. Um, and I think I've seen him grow. And I've said this you know, all along. I think the, the past 
couple weeks, he's probably thrown the ball and, and we've executed the passing game better than we have for the last couple months, quite frankly. And uh, that's encouraging because I think that a lot of that is, is his buy-in, his want to, his commitment to it. Uh, not that he wasn't committed before, but there's another level of commitment that you go to as a player. And I, I think Coach could speak to that. You know, he's got a veteran quarterback, Michael Penix, great player. He had to fight through some of those similar adversities. I've, I've watched his, his growth, and um, that's part of the process at this level. You know, I think we, we live in a world of instant gratification, and, um, you know, perseverance is kind of a little bit of a, of a lost trait. Uh, but when you see guys that have it and you see them fight through, I think there's a, another level of, of gratification that you can go to. And I think Quinn has, Quinn has seen that, and um, we've seen it in him. Steve, with uh, Roshan and Bijan obviously out for this game, what kind of opportunity is there for those younger running backs? And I'm not expecting you to give me a split breakdown, but will those guys, Jaden, Jonathan, Keelan, all have a chance on Thursday? Yeah, all, all three of those guys will play. Um, you know, obviously Keelan is, is not a young guy. Keelan's a veteran player for us. You know, he's been with me his true freshman year when he was at Alabama. So I think he's very comfortable systematically with what we do. Uh, obviously just hasn't had the opportunities, but when he's gotten his opportunities, he's been an explosive player for us. He's, he's provided um, a lot of versatility to our offense. Uh, Jonathan, in the, in the opportunities he's had from a year ago to this year, every time he's gotten the ball, he's played well for us. And then we're obviously all really excited about Jaden Blue. Um, he's a guy that's probably matured as much or more than any of our true freshmen from spring ball till now. Um, so we're fortunate. It's a talented group. Uh, now they're going to get their opportunity to, to go play and, and play at a high level against a good team. For Kalen, I'm just wondering, what do you think this game means for a program where you know half of your guys' games this season were very late on the East Coast and you may not be ranked as highly as some think you deserve to have a game like this against a big brand like Texas? It's another late game, but what do you think it means in terms of national exposure and just proving that you belong among the nation's best? Sure, yeah. No, I think that's uh, one of the things we talked about um, early on. Uh, we, we've spoke of that throughout the season when we've had – um, those earlier starts on national TV, and uh, this is one of those. And so um, certainly a, a great opportunity for our guys. Uh, they're proud, and we're proud of what we've, uh, we've accomplished this year and uh, really looking forward to, to put our product out there um, for, uh, for, the, for the country to see. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to that opportunity. Coach Sark, last time you brought us down here, your offense scored 56, your defense gave up 67. What are the chances of your offense putting up 56 tomorrow and your defense giving up 67? I hope it doesn't go that way again. That was a, My neck was sore after that. I felt like I was, it was a tennis match. Um, but, you know, bowl games, you never know, man. They're, they're crazy in how they can go. And obviously, um, Washington's got a very explosive offense. These guys are fantastic uh, playmakers. They've got a great scheme. Really good quarterback, good up front. Um, so uh, we're going to have to score. We understand that, but but hopefully we don't have to get ourselves to the sixty. That would not would not be good. I, I don't think for us, and probably not for them either. So uh, we, uh, you know, hopefully it's just a it's a good football game. Hopefully we tackle well, which is going to be important. That's always your concern going into a bowl game um, when you, you when you're off for about a month is is tackling and then conditioning. Um, I think we're, we're prepared for those two things, but that's, that's always the challenge going into a bowl game. And just real quick, those of us from Seattle, you know, followed you through your career. And um, one of my guys yesterday said that um, you're a lot less Pete Carroll and a lot more Nick Saban. 
how have you how are you different today <laughs> than you were your first um, year at Washington? I, I I still think I got a lot of Pete Carroll in me. Um, you don't spend eight years with somebody and not uh, and them not have an impact on your career. But but from that time, you know, I got to spend three three out of five years with Nick Saban, and I think you learn a lot that way too. Obviously, two different ends of the spectrum of the way they go about their business. Uh, but the end result, they're all both guys are winners, and they do it their way. And I think the biggest thing I found out for me is how do you be Steve Sarkeesian and not try to be Pete Carroll, not try to be Nick Saban, but be me. Um, and I think that has, has created a lot of comfort for, for myself and for our staff and for our players that they know what to expect on a daily basis for me. Uh, and ultimately, I think your team starts to take on your own personality. And I think that, that we've, got a, we've got a good personality on our team. We work hard. We're tough. We're disciplined. Uh, but yet we know how to have fun together. And so I think that's probably a little bit of a blend of both. Um, I'm fortunate, man. I've, I've got a chance to work under two of the best in our era of coaches, and um, I don't take that lightly. There's a, there's a lot to be gained and a lot to be learned from both guys. Uh, Steve, obviously you want to win every game, but when you're building a program and you're in your second year, uh, what do you feel like is at stake in a bowl game like this? Well, there's nothing like, you know, for us, getting nine wins. Um, just look at the last decade of Texas football. When was, how many times has there been nine wins in a season? And, um, you know, we're trying to build something that, that is sustainable, uh, that can withstand the test of time. We don't want to be a one-hit wonder. We want to be able to build this the right way, and I think we are doing that. I think our players recognize that. Um, but validity is winning, right? I mean, that, you, you are what your record says you are. And... Um, you know, that's why I think this game is obviously very important to, to all of us in our organization. Uh, it's going to take a really good effort. You know, we're going to have to play really well in this game to do that. Uh, but inevitably, I think we're doing a lot of things the right way. I think we're, we're coaching the right way. I think we're recruiting the right way. I think we've instilled the, the, the culture in our, in our team the, the right way. Um, but inevitably, it comes down to performing and uh, performing the right way on game day. And that's the next opportunity we have is tomorrow night. Steve, that's a um, real fast track down the hall, and there have been fireworks in this stadium. Uh, what do you remember most about that um, shootout with RG3, and what did you learn from that experience? We were, we were just talking about it, yeah, and I remember Keith Price was our quarterback, and he had a fantastic game. I think he had seven, accounted for seven touchdowns, threw for over 400 yards. I mean, it was a fantastic performance going against RG3, who was the Heisman Trophy winner at that time. I also remember we couldn't stop the run. Uh, it felt like, man, they were handing the ball off, and it was like just chunk after chunk. Um, but it was, uh, it was a great game. Um, you know, we, we had an opportunity to go up three scores. We couldn't do it, and they, they were an explosive group. Our, you know, Coach Bryles had that team rolling at that time. Um, but um, like I said, I, I, hope we're, I hope we're not in the 50s and 60s tomorrow night. That, that probably wouldn't bode well. This one is for uh... – Coach Kelly DeBoer, just around the message, and you've talked to the team about playing well when the whistle blows, good fundamental football, and not worrying about making the statements, any of that, just playing good fundamental football against a tough team. Yeah, it's always uh, what you can control, you know, and uh, that's just the way we've gone about it from day one. A year ago when we got together, and, uh, you know, uh, no, I know I've been asked, what, what's going to be a successful season? 
you know, what's going to, what's it going to take wins wise. And, um, you know, it wasn't never about that. It was about us every day being the best we can be. And, uh, you know, that continuous uh, improvement that happens throughout the course of the year. And, and I think we have improved in a lot of those areas that matter and it starts with what we can control. And so, um, you know, just like uh, coach said, um, you know, the, the tackling piece, I mean, it's been over a, a month since we played and, and I think we're sharp. I think we're, we're practicing hard. Um, but, you know, there's another level of intensity that happens, especially in a, in a, in a big bowl game like this. And so, um, you know, our guys uh, have been up to the task, and I think they, uh, they understand. And, and we're trying to get back to that grit and that, that uh, determination that it took to win some big games in November. You know, and the mindset that you have to have, uh, you know, in those games. And that's what it's going to take. Uh, it's going to take all of that and then some uh, tomorrow night. Coach DeBoer, when you watched the Texas film, was there a particular game that just like jumped off the screen to you where you said, wow, this is, you know, really impressive for you? And Coach Sarkeesian, kind of the same question for you. When you watched the Washington film, was there like a particular game or moments that kind of jumped off the screen for you as well? Yeah, I don't think there's one particular game. I think it's uh, what you see is as the season's going on, um, the close games and the, the competitive battles against the teams that are in a national playoff are, are winning a conference championship. I think the physicality um, just overall, uh, especially here late in the year, is what jumps off the screen to me. And, um, you know, starting on the defensive side and, you know, each and every day um, their offense has to go against their defense. And so, um, you know, that's that's the piece that I see is that there's a, there's a physicality, there's intensity that, uh, you know, Texas plays with that uh, we're going to have to be ready for. Yeah, I think for me, I think there's a totality of a body of work, right? These guys have, have played well all year. I think one game that stood out to me because I, I, I've been in the game, I think going to Eugene and beating beating Oregon in Eugene um, in a in a hard fought game against a really good Oregon football team that was really impressive um, because their backs were against the wall. Uh, Oregon kind of got a little bit of control of the game, had the lead, had a chance to kind of solidify it, and UW kept fighting and kept finding a way and finding a way and and ultimately got a victory in a, in a heck of a rivalry game on the road. And I know that that was a uh, being have been part of that game, that's a that's a huge moment uh, for for that for that football team and that school and and the, and the city of Seattle. I know that that was a big moment for them. And obviously, there was other great wins and winning the Apple Cup and all those things. You see the body of work throughout the season, and they they they're kind of unfortunate um, because the Pac-12 changed the rule this year not to have a North and a South division. Um, to where if it was North and South, they would have been representing the North and playing for a conference championship. So kind of fell on a little bit of bad luck uh, the way that it went, or they, they, you could be staring at the, the Pac-12 champs right now. So the reality of it is that this is a really good football team, and it's a totality of the body of work. But I do know um, going to get in that win in Eugene, that, that, that's, a, that's a heck of a win. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Kalen, obviously you guys are still waiting on a decision from Rome, but have you been at all surprised by basically all, all your other underclassmen who were looking at the draft choosing to come back? And is there a, 
a piece of feedback from from those guys that that stood out to you for why they why they wanted to come back to this program next year? Oh, uh, I, I, it doesn't surprise me, but I know it's uh, it's a really hard decision. And so, um, as the season was kind of coming to an end, the last uh, two, three, four weeks. Um, you know, you, you had those conversations and uh, just kind of started to get a feel of what they needed to know. And uh, you could tell, you can tell in the tone of that conversation uh, what they would like to do, uh, but they really need to do the research and understand what the opportunity could be, um, especially moving on to the NFL. And so I'm proud of um, just the, the way they've, that each guy has been thorough in his own way, you know, uh, the the uh, the piece of uh, making sure that uh, in the end they do what's best for them, um, but I think the the common theme has been a lot of uh, you know they don't want to miss out on what's ahead you know here in this program and and uh, they're excited about what they've built and what they uh, you know the, what the opportunity is not just in this game but uh, you know next season and so um, when you have those relationships uh, you know amongst your team. Um, they, you know, they don't want to miss out, and uh, they know how important each of them are to uh, the success of the others. And, you know, we are waiting for Rome, but um, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me. But I, I never took it for granted. You know, a guy like Jalen McMillan, who was one of the latter ones to make an announcement. You know, well, he's he's pretty much let us know even during the regular season towards the end that uh, he felt in his heart that this was what was best. And I think a lot of his teammates knew that, and um, that may have even influenced their decision you know, as much as it feels the other way from the outside. And so uh, I'm just proud of the guys and uh, super excited about the future. Um, we have work to do, and we got to make sure uh, that we take care of business um, and, and give everything we got in this game, um, especially uh, for those that don't have another chance to play, and that's our senior class, which is uh, 14 guys that um, have, have really, you know, left their mark and left a legacy, um, especially after a year ago, um, you know, and turn it around from a 4-8 and eight season. Sark, for um, <clears throat> can you talk about what you've seen from Jonathan Brooks in the in the bowl practices? What stands out, and you know, to what degree does he have to prove himself still to you and the coaches? And how will this game play into that? Well, I think Jonathan has done a nice job for the last two years of following the guys in front of him. He had he had great leaders in front of him with Bijan, Roshan, and, and Keelan. Those, those guys go about their business like pros. Um, they're very intentional in what they do, not just on the football field, uh, but in workouts, in the classroom, in life, the way they, the way they conduct themselves. So, so I think he's had great role models that way. And he goes about his business the same way. Um, the one thing Jonathan can do, he's a natural runner with the football in his hands. And whether it's between the tackles, on the perimeter, uh, he's, got, he's got great ball skills. Um, and so the, the biggest thing for us is for him just to go out and be him, uh, not try to do more than, than what he's already shown us. You know, he's more than capable to be a very good football player for us. Um, so now it's just about being in the moment and just being him and, and not trying to do more. Hey, Coach DeBoer, building off of what Christian said, how can a positive result in this game springboard the program into 2023 with effectively most of the team coming back? Yeah, I think it uh, just builds on the momentum that we've had, especially here in the last six weeks uh, of the season. And, um, you know, that momentum is just uh, – it's always been positive. It's always uh, going the right direction. So I think it just adds to that, um, um, you know, and so – 
the, the guys are excited uh, and new challenges, right? New challenges, not just within our conference now, but outside of our conference. Um, you know, uh, the greatest challenge up to this point and, uh, you know, against a really good football team. And so um, it, it will it will say a lot about, uh, you know, the preparation and, and what that what this means to them uh, with the effort that they put forth tomorrow. Caitlin, just about Michael Penix. This is a, a young man that came to Seattle, had to battle two local kids, beats the Ducks, beats the Cougs. It's been quite a year for him. What's impressed you the most about your quarterback? Uh, probably just the poise through it all. Um, you know, I think uh, in some cases, looking back on it, there might have been as much pressure winning the position. Um, I hate to say that because there's a lot of pressure in those individual games, and especially after you're not surprising anyone with your production. But I think winning that position and then, you know, having to dive into winning the football team, you know, uh, and I, I don't think it took long because after a, a game um, or even just a couple throws that he made uh, to start the season, I think, um, you know, I know the, 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 the Husky Nation was uh, impressed and they had started, our team had seen that throughout practice. But I think the poise and uh, just everything that he has showed, uh, you know, throughout the year, I think the, the cool thing is, is that he's got this really neat personality. And, um, you know, he's comfortable with who he is. And, uh, you know, more and more, I think anyone who's following our program is seeing that come out. And uh, there's an intensity to him as far as getting prepared and getting ready to play and being the best he can be and putting the work in. But there's also this just, uh, you know, man, just another one of the guys, you know, a great teammate who, um, you know, assumes the leadership role when needed and necessary and when it really is hard, but also um, just really laid back and, uh, you know, not above anyone else in the football team. So, you know, the humble and hungry, uh, that definitely applies to everything Mike's all about. Sark, you've got some pretty good leaders that have been leaders for you the last two years moving on after this season. I was just wondering, during the, during the bowl practices, have you seen guys that, that are planning on coming back next year step up into those leadership roles? And how important has that been you know, to identify those guys and know who your leaders are going to be when you guys get back in January? Yeah, it's been, it's been really cool. Um, you know, I, like a guy to me that has really stood out that I've seen from my time here from the beginning to where we are now has been Trevondre Sweat. I mean, this guy has really started to mature in a way that is – he has a really positive impact on the guys around him. Obviously, he's a, he's a really good football player, um, imposing figure, and obviously demands kind of respect when, when, he, when he speaks. But yet, I think he's doing it in a way of maturity. Um, and in his own way, I think the players really respect that about him. Um, that, that has definitely uh, shined through. I think J.T. Sanders is another guy who, you know, came in with a lot of hype freshman year. It was a special teams player, then produced on the field this year as a sophomore. I think he's grown into his own of, of, of being that, that leader mentality. I think Jalen Ford in his own way. I think anytime you perform first – then your voice carries a lot more carries a lot more weight, and I think that's one of the things about all three of those guys. Um, they performed this year, they produced this year, and now they're now they're stepping into those leadership roles, and they carry a lot more weight and a lot more validity when they speak. Coach DeBoer, um, with all the opt-ins back for this game and for next season, how has that sort of maintained the team cohesion and made it easier to prepare for this game? 
Yeah, the uh, I mean, less distractions, right? Um, you know, it doesn't mean there hasn't been in conversations uh, just because it isn't about necessarily the opting in for this game, but just the future that we were talking about for so many guys and trying to figure out, figure out if uh, they're moving on to the next level, if they're sticking around. So um, there's no, I, I really do feel internally, and we haven't really talked about it, but I do feel like there's, uh, again, that momentum um, that continues to just uh, keep us moving forward when you see uh, another guy and, and uh, you know, more and more guys um, deciding that they want to stick around and be a part of this, uh, not just this week, but, uh, you know, on to next year in 2023. Coach DeBoer, um, your secondary has been beat up and depleted all year. And when you look at Texas, you've got a guy who can blow the top off the defense and Xavier Worthy. Uh, how big of a concern that is. And Coach Sark, you recruited John Ross and Coach John Ross. How similar is Xavier and John Ross? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's uh, – I'm certainly aware of who he is. Uh, he He's from Fresno and, uh, you know, kn knew uh, who he was through the, his high school years and, uh, and what he's capable of. And um, we, we got to – you know, when you have a well-rounded team and a balanced attack like they have offensively, um, you can't just focus on him uh, because the the run game has certainly been a, a force as well. So, um, you know, we, we have to, as a defensive backfield and just as a defense as a whole, um, understand, uh, you know, uh, you know where people are at and, and what uh, what those tendencies are and uh, do a good, really good job of staying on our toes. And, um, you know, a guy like, uh, you know, Worthy, um, you know, certainly has that capability to beat you at any time. Yeah, I, I think there is that's a fair comparison. Um, you know, the the elusiveness, the the ability to get to top end speed like Ross had and Xavier has, it, there's definitely similarities there for sure. And, you know, I, I credit Xavier a lot. You know, you can come in with natural ability, but he works his tail off. And he's the first guy on our practice field every single day. That I can't beat him out there. I mean, he's always working on his craft. Um, and that that's a sign of a great player. And, you know, John Ross it was very similar. He worked at his craft. Uh, you know, I remember playing Ross on defense at times. We were just didn't have the secondary. We put him at nickel, um, and I don't know if everybody knew it yet. We only played one coverage every time he went in. It was man because that's that's what he could do, and he knew how to do it. Xavier could probably be a great DB too. I mean, it's, they have the movement skills, uh, the ball skills. They have both have really high football IQs. They understand the game, uh, so that's that's probably a fair comparison. <laughs>